Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. Jeffrey Mosier sitting in for Chris Holman. Thursday, June 11th, Michigan Venture Capital Association held a webinar, Outside Perspectives, a venture conversation. Moderated by MVCA's Executive Director, Ara Tapuzian. It was a panel discussion including Thomas Ball, co-founder and managing director of Next Coast Ventures, Greg Robinson, managing director of 4490 Ventures, and Greg Buffet, partner of Dundee Venture Capital. Here's some excerpts of uh, their perspectives on some questions posed by some of the audience from across Michigan. Greg, talk about the middle, the mighty middle, which is sort of an initiative that Dundee has been sort of part of I, I found this and found it pretty interesting and your your focus is on seed stage deals could you enlighten the rest of us on, on more about about the mighty middle yeah so the mighty middle is a, a term we coined for 25 states in the middle half of the country that we cover uh mountain range to mountain range so it goes as far east as as pittsburgh uh, on the western side of the Appalachians, it goes as far west as, as the Rocky Mountains, north to south in the U.S., um, and that's the region we cover, and uh, we nicely coined it the mighty middle to, to make it easy, because uh, some states don't like being called the Midwest, you know, Minnesota wants to be called the North, whatever it is, so the mighty middle is, is what we, uh, we coined. Uh, to cover that region. We just did a report with Crunchbase a month or so ago covering what's happened in this region, the mighty middle of the last 10 years uh, as well. And one thing we focus on is what's happening at the earliest stages. And this goes back to our founding in 2010. Uh, we were founded by an entrepreneur, Mark Hayesbrook, who raised money from Austin, BC, Sequoia, Insight, Madrona, across two companies, both started in Omaha, uh, but all at Series A or later. He couldn't get a dime of seed capital um, locally at all or regionally, and he thought there's got to be a better way to do this. Like, why is it so dang hard to raise my first million, two million dollars as an entrepreneur, an experienced entrepreneur uh, in this region? So that's that's why we focus at, at seed, and, and we see it as the on-ramp to, to groups like Tom and Greg and coastal funds that are willing to come in uh, and, and fund companies as well, but it's still really dang hard to raise a seed round. So that's that's why we focus on seed, and that's why we're excited about uh, funds willing to come in earlier. Groups like Tom's having you know innovation programs where they're willing to fund at the seed stage uh, as well, and more and more seed funds in this region being started. So. Okay, excellent. So I'm going to switch and go to um, questions. We're getting a lot of questions that are coming in. I think the panel can see see these. I'm going to kind of move around on some of these. Some of these were already kind of touched on, but um, this question comes from uh, Sebastian, who is uh, mentioning cities like Flint, Flint, Michigan, are trying to move to college towns. What tips do you have for entrepreneurial the entrepreneurial ecosystem in these? areas you guys know where flint flint michigan is tom do you want to you want to tackle that sure uh, i just want to make sure i understand the question so trying to move to college town cities are trying to move to college towns i'm not sure i totally understand that but i think the college town ecosystems which i live in one austin right uh funny when i moved to austin a lot of friends in the Bay Area who had gone to UT and they were all mad I got to move to Austin. <laughs> like, how do you get to move there? Like, you don't have any tie to Austin. Um, and so I think it's the, the the challenge. As I said, it takes time, but it's, it's, it's local support, university support, 
uh, you know, there's local business people who benefit. Um, I think the person who's benefited the most is one of my best friends here in Austin from the, the rise in the Texas here is, is commercial real estate, for example. Commercial real estate people seem to make a lot of money. So it's, it's getting the other parts of the community, I think, to, to kind of contribute to the, the tech or venture community, if you will. So for, for many years, the most prolific seed, uh, angel and seed investors in Austin were commercial real estate. Uh, and so it's, it's, you've got to pull the other parts of the community in to make it work um, because they they have they provide lubrication and you know eliminate friction for, for these things. Um, the hardest part I've seen for college towns is when there's no money there, uh, the the graduates all leave. You know, I went to the University of Florida, and I think Gainesville has interesting stuff going on. Certainly doesn't have enough going on for the caliber of university that it is. And, and you know what could come out of there. I kind of compare, you know, uh, uh, Florida to Texas to Michigan, for example. And I think you know UT Austin and Michigan and Ann Arbor have figured it out. University of Florida has. Um, so it's and it's it's the lubrication and kind of con- connection with the other parts of the local economy. Okay, Greg, Art, do you want to kind of weigh in on this too? Yeah, I mean, I live in a college town as well, you know, next door to UW-Madison. Um, and, I, you know, I would say that, you know, being in a college town is, is fantastic. I mean, the, the, the great news is you get, like, some of the best and brightest coming there for school, and but we suffer from the, kind of the same challenges that a lot of, a lot of uh, college towns do. At least half of our graduates, they just... They want to leave, no matter no matter where they go. They they know they want to they want to get out to see the world, and you can't really blame them. Um, and so, you know, hopefully you can attract those folks coming back um, to kind of that boomerang boomerang effect. Um, but that is something that I think all of these these towns suffer from. Uh, but you have to have a strong sucking sound to kind of pull them back. I think the one other thing to think about as it relates to college towns. You know, especially with great research institutions is oftentimes um, it, you know these institutions they can produce great thinking and, and great professors and, and 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 great IP that doesn't always translate into a company and if you look at you know Stanford which is really the you know Palo Alto's the college town of you know Silicon Valley if you look at what they've done they they, they were really one of the first and the, probably the best at being able to create um, kind of the, the mindset, the vision, and the ability to, to, to create, whether it's, you know, just a group of people in a network or whether it's really actually IP coming out of the university, but to create kind of businesses coming out of those, that, that, uh, that ecosystem. And I think that's, that's something, again, goes to maturity. You know, Stanford's been doing this for, you know, 50 years. Um, and all the universities are trying to learn how to do this. They're, 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 they're trying, they're doing the things, they're, they're probably all struggling. But if you're going to be in a college town, you have to, you have to also think about not only how great art, you know, is what, what's going on on campus, but how do you translate what's going on on the campus into something that is really commercially viable and, and, and really, you know, kind of venture fundable. We hope you've enjoyed some excerpts from MVCA, the Michigan Venture Capital Association's webinar from Thursday, June 11th, Outside Perspectives, a venture conversation. We'll be back with more on the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network.